Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Fantasy book fans, welcome to another episode of Phantology. This is our monthly episode where we have our full cast, our full Phantology 5 on to talk about fantasy news and talk about the upcoming competition that we're running on Twitter. So myself, Steven, Jake, Josh, Ben, and Ryan are all ready to get into it. What's up, guys? Hey, Stu. Hey. Hey, good to be here. Ryan, also good to be here. (laughs) Mixed feelings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can improve upon that by the end of the episode. <laughs> My cat is meowing at me in the background, so I'm sorry about that. My wife literally let her into the room with me when we started and closed the door. So <laughs> Sounds like a strategy. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's start with our month in review, month of February. There's actually more fantasy news in February than there have been in a previous month, at least I felt like there was when I was uh, preparing our list of things. Uh, previous months, we've kind of had to dig up the dregs, but there's there's been some good stuff. And maybe we start with WandaVision, that, I mean, fantasy adjacent. Uh, it's a pretty popular show my parents are watching, even. So uh, that tells you the, the levels of popularity it's reached. <laughs> yeah, so... I've been really intrigued by WandaVision. First of all, because I really like it. Like, I think it's really good content. I'm one episode. I haven't seen that. We're recording on a Monday. I haven't seen the previous Friday's episode. Episode 8, okay. I believe. Um, but I- I've really enjoyed the content. But I've also, like, I'm kind of surprised that it's become such a, so popular. Because it's, like, pretty unique, you know? It does a lot Are of you need to mean, like, strange, like... Like if this was any other show besides Marvel, it probably wouldn't be popular. If if you're just to give me an elevator pitch of a of a TV show that hits on a trope of a sitcom in previous decades every week and combines that with a really nerdy superhero superhero thing like that's kind of that not very many people know about. Uh huh. And I would say, like, oh, I'm intrigued. And I would definitely watch it. And I know that you guys would watch it. And I know that most of our listeners would probably watch it. But like, I wouldn't expect it to be like water cooler talk in the office. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, I wouldn't appeals, expect it, it appeals to all ages, apparently. Everyone's yeah. drawn in by at least one episode. <laughs> yeah. I actually haven't seen any. <laughs> Ryan, wow. you're, a, you're, a, you're a real uh, wet blanket thus far. <laughs> well, we're, we started off with TV. Come on. You know I don't like <laughs> fantasy news TV stuff. I want books. Books, books, books. Well, this is based off of comic <laughs> books, so kind of the same thing. We're not talking about the comic books. Anyways, uh, WandaVision's been good. Apparently, Ryan is killing the conversation. <laughs> Though, well, we may, maybe we'll do a review once the series is wrapped or something. Yeah, I think 
I think we are. I have a friend that's like a huge Marvel fan. Um, and so I talked to him about maybe coming on doing guest appearance. Nice. After after the show finished was wrapping. So I think we'll nice. get a review up. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Let's try to get away from TV then. What do you want to talk about, Ryan? What books? Um, well, I mean, this isn't really news, but it's news to me. Um, that James Eilington, the author of the Lycanius trilogy, is uh-huh. uh, he's, I think, finished up his first draft on a new book, which is set in a totally different world. But if his debut trilogy, Lycanius, is any indication of his his writing, then I'm excited for it. Yeah, I know. I've I've kind of been following his posts every now and then. I'll. I'll randomly think about Lycanius and like, oh, I want to go look at his blog and see what he's doing. And I, I did see that one. I don't remember what the exact update is, but I think it's pretty close. I kind of lump him and Brian McClellan together a little bit because they're both have finished their current projects and are starting these new projects. And I feel like they're both about the same way through. So those, I, I don't know if either one will release a book this year, but next year I'm we'll say for sure. Yeah. I think that that's probably good estimate, but that that's all I have to contribute to the fantasy news. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop being a wet blanket, Steven. <laughs> Joe Abercrombie also posted an update uh, yesterday, I think right at the end of the month. And he said he started a new book. He's, he's finished up wisdom of crowds. I think it's been done for some time. He's just kind of doing last edits. It's coming out in September and uh, he's starting a new thing, a new project. He didn't really do too many details, but he said it was in a different world, a little bit different take on things. And the book is tentatively titled The Devils. And he has like 35,000 words written in it. So sounds like it'll kind of be the same tone, uh, you know, classic, uh, classic Joe, but maybe a different world. So is this not, not attached to first law at all? Uh, apparently not. He said new world. So wow. okay. that, yeah. For, for what it's worth. Wow. I, I've been doing, I've been reading uh, the second trilogy and I'm on Trouble with Beast and I love it, man. I love, I love, I, I, I really like the first trilogy. I really, really liked uh, uh, the standalones and like loving this, this trilogy. It's so yeah. Good. His books get better and better. Okay. What's this, what's the second trilogy? So the second trilogy is called Age of Madness. That's the one that's going to conclude in September. And it's, it's based about, 15 20 years after longer 30 years i'd say it's 25 ish years i don't know the characters that are left standing after first law are like in their 60s it seems like yeah something like that yeah so uh, i'm staying away from spoilers but um they they make appearances but it's a pretty new cast with kind of the next generation but it's so good so i'm on red i'm on red country right now how many more books do i have to go until the very next one. <laughs> well, you have sharp ends. Sharp ends. You have a short yeah, story. Book. You need to read the short stories. That seems doable. Jake and I just recorded the Blade itself review yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about the the yeah. new series. Just because I really want him to put more of that Jake sucking up fire tucking <laughs> under your tongue magic in a future book, but it doesn't look like we'll be getting one. I think that <laughs> he might have inadvertently stumbled upon like this new literary technique where you put something in that's very fascinating and literally never talk about it again. And it leaves readers on the edge of their seat. Cause I, until the last page of the first trilogy expected that to make a comeback. 
and never did. And then honestly, just kind of fits the tone of his grim dark. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad someone else um, that basically that happened to someone else because I was so excited for it. I was like, this is so cool. Just somehow, like, I didn't know if it was related to his chaga smoking spirit seeing and i don't know yeah see i never wanted to yeah. ask about it because i was sure that it would come in clutch and save the day in the final yeah. battle and <laughs> don't don't do spoilers then <laughs> you, you can kind of just chalk it up to i guess oh this is some some humorous irony apparently the real explanation is he literally just forgot yeah, about just it forgot about it but <laughs> We kind of talked about that yesterday. <laughs> you have to be realistic with these things, you know. Some things you just <laughs> yeah. forget about. Anyway, I, I hope it's good. I hope this new work is good because I read his half a war, half a something. Oh, the Shattered Sea books, yeah. Yeah, and like I stopped halfway through the third book because I just wasn't really into it. Uh. I, I now go back and finish it, but he struck gold with First Law, and I think I really hope he does again because hmm. it's great. Yeah, I never tried those, but obviously those are more YA, so I'm guessing a different tone. I just, I held off on reading First Law so long because I just thought that the Shattered Sea was just like fine. And I uh. could not understand why everybody talks so highly of Abercrombie. I'm like, I mean, it wasn't like the worst thing I've read, but it was like not great. And then, huh. sorry for any fans of Shattered Sea. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it burn. Did, well, I mean, it was like fine. Like, I didn't hate it. It wasn't terrible, but I couldn't understand why Joe Abercrombie would be like listed as someone's favorite author. Now I can, you know, not saying he's mine, but like he's up there, you know. Okay, Ryan, there's some uh, George R. R. Martin news this month. Does that intrigue you? I know what the news is actually. And so I'm going to say, no, it doesn't intrigue me. <laughs> is this, uh, does this go back to your Patrick Rothfuss burns that you like to give out? <laughs> yes, likely. So he wrote this blog post, which amongst other things, he said that, quote, he was written hundreds of pages last year and he has hundreds more to go and he's making great progress on Winds of Winter. And we're wondering how long is this book? <laughs> because Dance of Dragons was published in 2011. It's 2021. Hundreds of pages still left. Hundreds written last year. <laughs> What is going on here? <laughs> and this is the first draft too. So yeah. I feel like usually things get edited down, not up though. Oh, definitely. yeah. You, well, I'm just saying like, I'm not saying about the length of the book. I'm just saying length of time to publish. Oh. It, yeah. it, he hasn't even finished the first draft in 10 years. That's true. So and apparently he just took on a new TV project as well, which is like, you know, good for him. Glad he's doing what he wants to do. But uh, fans of the series are probably... Uh, it's pretty much guaranteed that that's what has slowed him down for, for Winds of Winter. Oh, without, without a doubt, around. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, doesn't bode well. Yeah. So we got a, you know, we got probably the greatest fantasy TV series ever. But at what cost? <laughs> at what cost? <laughs> Maybe he'll make the greatest sci-fi TV show ever. So. I don't know. I remember like he did, he had a show that came out a few years ago on sci-fi. Did he? Yeah, it was. Well, it was based on one of his one of his books. It was like mm. on a on a spaceship, and there's kind of a monster on the spaceship that was killing people. Was he involved in the writing? I think he was involved in the production somewhat. Mm -hmm. At least his name was attached. Okay. Was it called it was, Firefly? 
Shut up. <laughs> Firefly is great. I, I know what Firefly is, right? And I think probably most of our listeners know what Firefly is, but what I don't know, and maybe our listeners don't know, is what is the history of Firefly within you guys? <laughs> because I feel like there's always some sort of Firefly jab made, and I, and I don't understand it. <laughs> we, we watched it in college together. I think, you, weren't you there with us, Jake? No, you watched it freshman year, probably. No, 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 we watched oh, it. Yeah. Oh, it was probably when you guys all lived in that apartment that I didn't live in. Yep. That was... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was all right, but I, I don't understand the crazy fandom around it. I, I, I loved was, it. I was never drawn into it. Josh loved it. Obviously, Stephen and Ryan hated it. Okay, I'm like, no, I Ryan. Didn't, I didn't hate it. Here's I'm just thing. ambivalent. I think Ryan didn't like it because whenever we played, it would wake him up from a nap that he was taking on the couch. <laughs> I think Josh liked it because he just needed something to fanboy about, and that filled the need and niche. It's a and great Stephen show. Was rightfully, like hot and cold on it because some episodes are great and some are just like duds. Uh. I think if you grew up with Star Trek and you're really into that, then Firefly's awesome and for you. Ben, ben didn't really care because he was just swiping on Tinder during every episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Shameless. <laughs> well, thanks for the invite, guys. Glad I missed this, this segment of our lives. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I'm sure you're doing important things with your life, Jake. Probably, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jake, to uh, to redeem ourselves here, we could talk about the Wheel of Time TV show. I, I think the, the main news is that the composer left, right? Composer left, and, yeah. Buckley. Buckley, David Buckley, is that? I think so, yeah. And, and then we saw the dagger. The dagger, yeah, that's the, that's Which, the main news. I, I'm kind of like mixed feelings about the dagger. It, it doesn't look bad. Like, I'm not like... The design isn't 100% faithful. It's not 100% faithful. I think the book, it says the rubies and the hilt, which would be like really hard to show uh-huh. on screen. But I just couldn't tell if the dagger itself looked high, as high of quality as I'd like the show to be. You thought it was just like wrapped in gold foil it's or something? Not that, not that it's wrapped in gold foil, but it just, I don't know. It kind of it gave the vibes of maybe some sort of like, local channel adaptation of a fantasy series like like the i know i know you're about to say cw yeah yeah like a cw is on the tip of your tongue yeah i was thinking what is the the sort of truth series that was Uh um i think for a little bit shanara that that show or shanara as well yeah it just i don't know come on man it's amazon's got so much more money than those things they do yeah it's gonna be much higher quality yeah they put way more money into this than any of those shows we, we saw we the dagger back? for two seconds. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Um, did the composer give any reasons why he left? The... No, there was, as far as I know, there were no reasons given. Like it could have just been, he didn't have yeah. time for it. Like he was double booked or okay. something. It wasn't like there was no, there wasn't any information like due to creative differences or anything like that. Okay. Hopefully we get a good song. We got to have a good intro song. That's what Game of Thrones has taught me. I got to get some good Tom music. I want to see him need, strumming yep, his now guitar. Yep. We need that as well. <laughs> Maybe a Lin-Manuel wants to get attached to it. He likes making fantasy music. <laughs> I Well, it's, it's so funny because do you guys remember like the Witcher song just like completely took the world yeah. by storm for like two weeks? Toss a coin to Toss your, a witch. coin to yeah. your witcher. 
like and who would have guessed that i know the witcher would have had a breakout song i really liked the witcher tv show and i know it got mixed if at best reviews but when i watched it hearing the song the first time i was like that's so cheesy but somehow that was the most popular part of it. Like I thought I the, show like the song was great, but I like it I, too. It's super catchy, especially the metal version of it. Have you guys heard that one? <laughs> that, yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, I've but heard like, a lot of versions. It is super catchy, which I mean that that has to be like the main point. But I did not, like Josh said, I was not expecting the song I guess, to blow you guys, up. I guess in that's, the age of that's what, sea shanties taking the world by storm. So. You really can't don't get me started on predict. Wait, don't what, get, don't what, get me wait, started, Ben. Wait, what's the sea? Sh- wait, <laughs> wait, wait what, what are you talking about? You guys, you haven't heard the song that goes there. Once was a ship that put the sea in the name of the ship with the Billy a T. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're gonna get copyrighted. <laughs> Is this but, the new uh, Old Town Road? Uh, it's it's better than Old Town Road, I'd say. Just no, scroll through TikTok yeah. like 10 times and you'll come across one right now. I've never, I do it's not just like, yeah, it's just, it's just like a TikTok thing that people will like do these songs and then they'll add like more voices to it. Hmm. Josh and I are exposed, are, we're, we're aging <laughs> well, ourselves right now. <laughs> I, I, only, I only know of it because I was on the, on the way down to the cabin and Ryan was like, you should listen to Sea Shanties oh, on the way gosh. down. And I was like, Okay, so I just look up on the music app. I was like, Sea Shanties, and there's some album from 2021. And I was like, this has got to be it. And I'm listening to it, and it's literally recorded in like the 1800s. It's <laughs> like, why did Brian want me to listen to this? And then he had to, once I got there, he had to show me the, the video. So I was completely unaware. Yeah, Ryan mm. also exposed me to it. We were doing a board game night, and he blasted Sea Shanties from his iPhone speaker, and it drove all of us insane. And I think that was his strategy to win the board game. It's like the new Russian fail videos for Ryan, I think. Oh, <laughs> like the Rara Rasputin song. <laughs> All right, we're we're getting pretty far afield. <laughs> there, let's see what what else do we want to talk about in news? Um, Michael Kramer and Kate Redding are recording Don Shard and Wave Kings Prime. I think yeah. they finished Don Shard. They're currently doing Wave Kings. Super Prime. recent. At least at the time of this recording, they both released like 15 minutes of behind the scenes for a uh, way of King's Prime. Yeah, I was like listening to uh-huh. it. And so I think that's the first time I've ever watched them record like a like mm-hmm. in the recording session. It's so crazy to see. Pretty pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is, and it's crazy. Like I was watching Michael Kramer, and he would like would pronounce something, and I wouldn't tell what was wrong with his pronunciation, but he would like go back and redo just like those few words. I was like, huh, they're pros. Yeah, they're they're amazing. That's that's Jake's <laughs> official policy. <laughs> oh, we should probably plug. Sorry, we should probably plug because they were kind enough to uh, record our intro, and they their charity of choice is books for pre- prisoners. And so, mm-hmm. um, if you uh-huh. have some definitely spare change to toss, um, maybe toss it that way instead. Toss a coin to your prisoners. Yeah. Yes. Did prison become any more tempting? Ryan, you all say okay, that we're not we're not we're not going down this road. We probably shouldn't do that right now, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um what what else? There's there's an upcoming sorry to go back on shows, Ryan, but there's an upcoming Shadow and Bone show. Yeah, which Netflix. Um, which I was not that excited about. And then I watched the trailer for it and I was like, dang, that actually looks pretty good. Trailers are tricky they are tricky but it could be good yeah yeah i i've read one book by lee bardugo who is the author and uh-huh. i liked it okay but 
Elliot Brooks has a good video about everything we kind of know about the adaption that's coming up. So if you're interested, I would go watch her video about it. Anything, anything else coming up? Um, one, one piece of fantasy news. We've been trying to get into more of the um, new author space for reviewing yeah, yeah. books. So we got a couple coming up news for Phantology, but news for the world. There's a new, a, a new author. You may have heard of him, Daniel Green coming okay, out with the, okay. at the book um his his novella by it's uh march 30th right yeah just so, a few weeks away yeah it's called breach of peace and it has a cool cover yeah maybe we'll get daniel green on here do a little author interview <laughs> absolutely Does, doesn't he have michael kramer and kate redding to narrate his as well yeah. uh-huh. his, uh, and who who's the cover artist i know is like the michael whelan was it mike no no, 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 no. no. It, it's it's like a known one. I don't really know cover artists though. So. He said he couldn't remember if it was recommended to him by Evan Winter or the guy that wrote Kings of the Wild, uh, uh, Nicholas Eames. Nicholas Eames. Eames. And, yeah, yeah, he said it was recommended to him by one of those, and this was okay. on a live stream, and he couldn't remember which one recommended to him. Anyway, it's a known author. It looks um, cool. Yeah, it looks yeah. really cool. And if you want to be on our show, uh, Tweet at him or something and yeah. say, hey, go on Phantology. Absolutely. Yeah, let him, let we, him know we're, we're trying to give these small authors a boost. <laughs> we know he needs it. So. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have enough subs on his YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else? So, okay, I, I just want to plug something real quick. This isn't really about news, um, but I, I talked to you guys a little about, a bit about it, but I've been researching NFTs, which don't stand for these non-fungible tokens mm-hmm. yeah um and I, I just wanted to like give like a 30 second review of them or not really review but it's a way that i think is going to be really interesting moving forward as a way to support content creators okay. um, basically it's it's a way to use blockchain the same blockchain that backs ethereum which is one of the larger cryptocurrencies and it's a way that you can mint a file and then sell that so you could like do a limited edition or a original um, piece of content and sell that. And so it's a way that creators can create that and sell it and um, that fans can invest in content creators that they like. And it could be anything. It could be like a an image. It could be a song. It could be a podcast episode. It could yeah. be a video. It just It's up to the content creator to decide what is available, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't really have any news. I don't personally know of any content creators that has that out. It's just been something that was like really interesting to me, especially as like new and upcoming, hopefully upcoming, I don't know, new newer content creators ourselves. Just like that there's this new industry that's coming out about people wanting to find ways to support content creators they like. I know there's a lot of content creators like Daniel Green that I've been following for a long time that I would probably be like, want to look into it both as a showing of support and as like a potential investment, you know? The question I have around this, and I think you shared a a podcast episode, don't remember what podcast it was. Um, They kind of talked about this, but there needs to be some way to display what you own to be able to like put it on a shelf, be like, you know, I own this thing. Cause you want to show it off, right? But that's the point of owning things for the most part. Yeah, I, I could see a future in which somebody has kind of a wall in like 10, 15 years of a, a wall of screens that kind of like display 
what yeah. um, original, like kind of like they might have a display of um, coins that they've collected or baseball cards that they've collected. Right. And people d- hang those up and display them. I could see people doing that to display works of art that they've um, collected from these content creators. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously uh, audio would be harder to do that for, but anyway, go ahead. Ben. Well, I was going to say, if you're super lost, think about this as like a baseball card, only like the baseball card is created by like the baseball player. And like anybody that buys that baseball card is like contributing directly to the player. Um, and there's going to be like a limited amount of those mm-hmm. baseball cards. So that's kind of what you right. kind of think about. Yeah. It, it's, if you want to listen to a cool podcast about it, um, MKBHD, who's a really big YouTube uh, technology creator, has a podcast called Waveform, and he interviewed a his artist that makes like the channel art for him, um, uses it in his like personal like uh, business. So he interviewed his artist about it. And anyway, just I thought it was a cool addition to the space. My brother and I had been talking about how like different ways that YouTubers could get people to invest in them, and we we're like. You know, could you buy stocks on a YouTuber or something like that? And obviously, you know, m- most YouTubers don't have individual companies that you could invest in, at least publicly. And so this could be like that. I don't know. Just wanted to throw that out there. Huh. Man, I okay. buy so much Vsauce NFTs. <laughs> Love Vsauce. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I think they've kind of hit their, they have like five channels now. You could buy like yeah. Vsauce 5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on, on Discord, maybe maybe tell us if you want like the the album artwork that we have or like maybe a favorite episode or favorite series that we cover or something those ideas of what what we could mint absolutely yeah. but in the meantime you can support us on patreon <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you do want to support phantology yeah you can do that at <laughs> patreon.com slash phantology underscore books all right that completes our mid-roll <laughs> this was a little more unique so uh, I, I think that's it for news. I mean, there's a few more things we could have talked about, but that that that's good before, you know, Ryan gets too upset that we're not getting into books yet. Uh, let's on talk the verge about, of tears. Yeah, I can tell. That would be I, a I good book title. That would be a good Abercrombie book title. Verge of tears. tears. Just made me think of Somehow I Manage by Michael <laughs> Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last month in our Twitter poll we did top fantasy romances and the winner was delusions of grandal and i i guess we we were really cognizant of spoilers on this one because romances obviously if you say someone's in a romantic relationship that has some spoilers attached to it so maybe we don't say what the top three were right now in this episode but if you want to see those results check it out on twitter and uh, this next month, we're going to do top three magic systems. So we've all kind of been thinking about that. Actually, but though, uh, before we talk about that, we wanted to just take a minute to update listeners on our plans for the year as far as our TBR, our individual, the five of us, our individual TBRs and what we're planning on reading and getting episodes out on. I can, I can go first. Um, so... Immediately short term, I'm reading a book called Descent of the Drowned, which is um, part of our new and upcoming author series that we're trying to put together. Yeah, I guess we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Stephen, I believe you just recorded an episode. Um, yes, the first of the authors. What are we? We, we got to come up with a catchy name, like the Writers Lift series, to steal the Twitter hashtagger. 
Yeah. Uh, we can't do author's shelf because that's what Legendarium calls theirs. Yeah. Hmm. We'll figure something out by the time yeah. we push these episodes out. But um, I'm, I'm enjoying that book um, and looking forward to interviewing, getting that interview out. But then after that, long term, I am looking, I'm planning on reading starting Malazan uh, book three. Well, first, I'm going to finish up um, The uh, Trouble with Peace, which is the second book in the second trilogy of The First Law. So I'm, I'm about 50% of the way through that. So I'm going to finish that. Then after I'm uh-huh. done with that and Descent of the Drowned, I'm going to start Malazan book three, which I'm blanking Mem- on the... T- Memories of Ice. Memories I read the prologue. Ice. I read the prologue um, earlier, like a couple hours ago, and uh, it was fairly ambitious. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> Do you remember that prologue, Ryan? It's nuts. Um, is that the one with? Uh, I I can't say. We'll, it just we'll goes like later. way back in time, and there's all sorts of things going on. And I really, I, yeah. I think I do, but we'll have we'll talk about it after. So okay. I, I'm hoping to get at least two or three Malazan books under my belt this year. Okay. Um, I don't know. Re- depending, reasonable. That's reasonable. a reasonable goal. It, it's like a reasonable goal. Um, so, but, but if we do that, then by the ending of next year, we should have all 10 books done. Hopefully. Okay. Ambitious. Dude's checking your math right there. <laughs> We've done two and we do three this We've year. Done two. I know it's, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up, <laughs> but okay. Um, so I'm hoping to do Balazan. I want to, then I want to, um, read, uh, the elderlings, I've, I've read the first, I've read the first fits in the full or fits uh, the first three books. Yeah. I read, I read those a while ago, like back in 2016. Realm of the Elderlings. Realm Robin of the Elderlings. Yeah, yeah. Robin Hop. So I, I kind of want to make a big push to get more of those trilogies done. Cause I know she has what, four trilogies in that series. Um, there's three trilogy. Well, there's three fits trilogies. Then there's another trilogy that's kind of on the side. And then there's four other books that are also on the side. So okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of books yeah. in the realm of the Elderlings. So I want to read uh, a, a good amount of those. And then I also want to read some one-offs that I've been really interested in, like Kings of the Wild, which I've heard really good things about. And the sequel uh-huh. to that book, which I'm forgetting the name of. The Bloody Rose. Yes. The Bloody Rose. Right? Yep. And I've also at the ending of the year want to get into the second trilogy and powder mage because I haven't read that yet, but I've read oh, the yeah. first trilogy. We need to, we need to finish I that. Also, I also need to get into that one. I so read the maybe, one. maybe Jake okay. and I can do that at the same time, get good episodes out for you. And if I have any time in my TBR, I've heard really good things about Mark Lawrence and I haven't read any of his books. So I'd like to maybe get a Mark Lawrence book under my belt. Big There's year my, for Josh. Big year for me, but I, I have high hopes for it. So. What's your Goodreads goal? Yeah, what's year? your goal, Josh? My my goal, my ambitious goal is fifty bucks. Hey, okay. So that includes also nonfiction books that I usually like to try and read one or one nonfiction books for every about three or four fiction <laughs> books I read, just to keep Solid myself ratio. a little bit balanced. <laughs> but, but they're usually shorter, you yeah. know. You're not yeah. helping your case here. I'll read two hundred pages for every. 3,000 pages I read. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My TBR is pretty similar in terms of Malazan. I was thinking I would read all of the, the Malazan books this year. I've read oh. one. I'm starting the second. So my initial plan was read, finish Malazan and all of Amber, Amber, Abercrombie. Am I putting an M there where it's not supposed to be? It's Aber- Aber- 
Crombie, like I'm saying Amber Crombie. You know, like like Fitch. Just yeah. not okay. the Fitch. Yeah. Steven's favorite clothing for the year in high school. I've I've read the, uh, the... No. <laughs> <laughs> I read the first one of both, uh like the blade itself and um Gardens of the Moon. I'm currently on Dead House Gates and it's a good contrast back and forth. I'm... Yeah, I'm not too nervous about getting through Abercrombie this year, but man, Deadhouse Gates has been kissing my butt. So my goal has been 20 books this year, but I also did buy 20 books on Audible when they had a sale over Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, you went crazy. A lot of them are some sci-fi stuff. So I'll try to sprinkle some sci-fi in between those That'd two That'd be good. Series. We need more sci-fi. Um, and then... Any other any other time, like Josh was saying, if I have more time, I'd like to um, finish the second Powder Mage trilogy. And I've never read Lightbringer. I know we've done like a review on the end of the Lightbringer series. Yeah, we need to do those. Well, I um, was planning on doing Kings of the Wild to coincide with Josh and also the Children of Time books that were out. Maybe we can get some sci-fi uh, yeah. book reviews together jake um, i really enjoy children of time and one of those other audio audible books i got is the second one children of ruin so yeah so i was thinking about doing that i also just finished um the i'm up to date now on dresden files which was more done just out of my own personal interest because we've already done those but i was thinking about possibly recording an episode on my thoughts of the series overall if people oh, are definitely, interested definitely in that yeah yeah, yeah we got to do that uh past past those two i haven't really figured it out i mean i might i might want to read a little bit more into the malazan world just or uh, i mean my name is anamanda rake on the discord so i I feel like i need to explore yeah we expect a certain level of expertise from anamanda rake (laughs) yeah oh i forgot to say um the new author book i'll be reading hopefully in the next month is called Orlevac by Benny Hendricks. So look out for that one as well. Okay. Can you spell that? Yeah, it's O-R-L-U-V-O-Q. It's a it's like an Inuit-based um, okay. fantasy book. There's some uh, candle magic and narwhal magic. Narwhal horn. You had okay. me at narwhal. <laughs> it's I've I've read the first few chapters um, before I started Malazan, and it's pretty good. So I'm excited to get through that. Nice. Well, I guys, I'm like in the middle of stuff right now. I just finished up the Poppy War, and I've been told I need to read Mal- Malazan for the podcast. And so I'm like, okay, I should probably start doing the second book on that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of I could be persuaded to read. I'll probably just jump around. You're a free agent. It. Yeah. So 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 Ben, so Ben, you're basically volunteering for people on Discord and Twitter. To if they have any favorite books that we have not mentioned yet that we need to do reviews for, you're our guy. Yeah, Is that I can saying? do that. And here's the thing. I've been taking some time to like kind of just re-listen to all the Cosmere stuff. So that's just kind of been my splurge recently. Yeah, we and, and for as big of Sanderson fans as we are, we have this huge gap in Cosmere episodes. Like we barely... We have one really old episode on Way of Kings that I think we're actually going to re- re-record pretty soon. And then uh, Mistborn is like one episode for yeah. six books. Yeah. So I just, I just rented uh, the second Mistborn book. Well of Ascension? That might be fun. Okay. I need to reread. Yeah. 
So anyway, that's, and then I'm also, I'm reading Lightbringer with my wife. And so that is slow and steady. We're like 20% of the way through the third book. That only happens on road trips. So <laughs> maybe we'll get Jake to catch up and maybe we can cover those. I'm, uh, I'm a little in between as well. Just finished the Poppy War with Ben. I've read the prologue to Memory, memory of Ice. <laughs> I started re-listening to, uh, to Abercrombie stuff as well. So I could cover the first trilogy with Jake and uh, that really sucked me in. So I think I might just listen to all of his books and get ready for wisdom of crowds. That's not contributing to the podcast since we already covered all well, of those. Yeah, but, I should uh, say I've, I like him. I've so. also been listening to Abercrombie's books and again, not for, not to contribute to the podcast, but I think we're all going to be ready for the, for the next book when it comes out. So yeah are you gonna have to just, are you gonna have to justify like we did with rhythm of war <laughs> like five <laughs> 15 episodes of that was that was a unique event josh it only comes around once every few years it's true stay tuned for stormlight archive book five. <laughs> oh my gosh will be starting now <laughs> this is like i listen to a bunch of politics podcasts and it's like are they started talking about 2020 right after 2016 happened you know and it's it feels like that yeah. with uh sanderson books sometimes you know uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> okay uh let's do magic systems so when we say magic system you kind of know what that means right it's the magic within a book some are more systematic some are more fluid and soft magic we can kind of talk about that as you unveil your top three no spoilers just kind of talk about how the magic works, what's cool about it. Don't say who's using what or who's killing who with big magical spells. None of that. Abracadabra was used very ineffectually at the very beginning of Harry Potter. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Okay, does that mean you're starting, oh, wait, Ben? I have a question. This is kind of, I was, I was considering, I was pondering this question before the, the episode. Is some type of magic necessary for fantasy books, is that a prerequisite for the uh, for the genre? If a book does not have some magic, is it fantasy? So um, interesting. That's interesting because because otherwise it would just what would it just be fiction? Like, just fiction, sword fiction? and shield. I, mean, I don't know. If if like if Stormlight didn't have magic, it would be like a sci-fi. Okay, but say it's like kind of yeah. or or like if Lord of the Rings didn't have magic, it'd be like sword and board like uh ryan was saying just like a medieval like uh on it would almost be like an authorian legend i feel like yeah but even but those, those legend magic type magic yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's kind mm. of the the fantasy part of the the genre name right is the how fantastical fantastic. and, but what if i don't know what if you i mean you can would you describe like other creatures like what if you had other races of people but no magic was used and like different creatures, like a dragon that was biologically sound, but could not use magic. Yeah, like, would you describe that as magic? Or I guess I guess it would still be fantasy. I think like, if you're yeah, if you have other races and creatures, yeah. then I would say yes, you could does, have that without. Does Dragon Riders of Pern have magic? It doesn't, but that's more sci-fi. Yeah, like, which, which it's, is it's a it weird. It's a weird like combination of the two i mean I it like. kind of it depends on how you define magic it's like does dune have magic no it doesn't but it oh well, yeah it, it, i think it does it would, does it's it's not magic though it it's, uses systems that are that provide the same 
uh, story elements that magic provides. Yeah, but it's um, but like the the teleporting, I think, would be the the most magical thing in Pern. Well, and oh, oh, in Pern, I was in Pern. I was like, I missed that in Dune. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I, I acted like it was part of it. Even though I didn't remember. Oh yeah, 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 that part, that part. Because uh. because in Pern, like it's all like they genetically engineered the dragons, right? So it's all. Mm-hmm. What what about like Jurassic yeah. Park? With that, that that's considered fantasy. That no, it's not. That's sci-fi. Oh, that's man. sci-fi. Sci-fi for sure. So, yeah. I mean, because this is kind of what I was... It's all under the speculative fiction umbrella, right? So, Well, this is what I was thinking about. Like, First Law, it definitely reads like a fantasy book, but there's hardly any magic in it. There, Like, there is magic, but, like, especially when you get away from the it's first like, trilogy and, like, these standalone books, there's hardly any Yeah, magic. the backdrop is magic is leaving the world and the world's transitioning into, you know, not not magic ruling the day kind of similar to um a song of ice and fire which obviously has a lot more magic yeah from what i've read of um first law but like half of the storylines have like no magic and like the the focus isn't really on that it's really just daenerys daenerys has the most magic and then there's the white walkers which there's magic involved but it's not like a huge focus of it Uh yeah yeah there's a large percentage of people who don't even believe that magic is a thing yeah yeah, they, yeah, yeah. We should have another episode where we debate the philosophical under the, the philosophical definition of a fantasy okay. book. Ryan, you, Ryan, you look like a philosophy. <laughs> Ryan looks like philosophy major right now for people. That why are, are you saying it? Because I look like a hipster with a beanie and a beard just and like, some glasses. Is that why you're saying no, it? And hipsters well, think the they case, know. Man. And the bookcase <laughs> behind you. And yes, right. the, the beanie beard and sunglasses are helping your philosophy. Let me just grab this book right here. And... <laughs> Emmanuel Kant says. There's also a cat prowling do, around you. So. I do own a cat. Okay. Times three. So I guess the, the the other thing I wanted to highlight is this isn't going to be a debate on um, hard systems versus soft systems. I think some of us will have our preferences, but like that's like the most yeah. common thing you'll see like on fantasy subreddit is like oh, yeah. there's too many hard magic systems out there, or like how you know like if it's not a hard magic system, then is it even worth reading? So I don't think we're going to debate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just our preference. And then this is going to go, we're going to send this over to Twitter. Uh, feel free to submit your top three. And then that'll go into a scientifically based Twitter poll competition with fabulous prizes for the winner. Actually, uh, the book that I just reviewed, Shadowless, um, the author, Randall McNally, was going to send me a copy and I was going to uh, gift that to the winner of our Twitter poll. Nice. That is exciting. Yeah. Yes. We don't have to spend all of our Patreon money on the on the Twitter price. <laughs> uh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ben, what are your top three? Okay, so top three. I'm going to go. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to say the Cosmere because they, it all revolves around the same. No, you can't what? do that. You no. have to choose. That's... Pick one, man. Okay. No. Well, no, 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 here's no. the thing. Pick here's one. the thing. If I can't pick the Cosmere, I can't pick the Cosmere, I'm going to pick Lightbringer in its place. Because I think as a... Well, you can pick something within the Cosmere. I know, but I'm just saying, I think that Lightbringer does the hard magic system that Sanderson kind of goes, does. I think it, I mean, I'm only three books in, not even three books in, but it does that hard magic system, I think better than any individual Sanderson book. 
but I think the Cosmere as a whole beats out. But so if I'm like in okay. terms of that category in my head, I'm going with Lightbringer. So that means that the color, the color drafting system, right? The color drafting system where where I think to me it's so like whimsical but not at the same time. And there's very definite like rules around what each color does and how it affects your personality, uh -huh. and and it's woven into like every aspect of the world and. It just does that very well for me. So I'm going to go Lightbringer for my top choice. I, if, if by Cosmere, you mean specifically the shards of Edelnauseum? I was thinking like, fine with like Investiture. Investiture, I think that's fine. But I don't think you can say Cosmere and have that mean Stormlight, Mistborn, Warbreaker, no, like how, how Six of Dusk. No, it was more like how kind of shards of of divinity uh effect yeah i think i think you'd say that i well, think you'd say like because i already made the case for lightbringer so <laughs> wasn't it top three or we yeah, just but, yeah, you get three have, man you get i know three. but i have i have like these categories <laughs> in my head so just... okay. all right let's hear okay. number two number two tried to defend you <laughs> i'm gonna go dresden for its breadth over depth i think that dresden is okay. really cool because it just has so many different like things that it pulls from. You have like fairies, you have vampires, you have um, Norse gods, you have just like all these different uh, takes on these fantastical things that are all kind of combined into this grumpy old wizard. <laughs> so uh, I, I- Come on, he's not, he's not, not that, that old, old grumpy he's not that or old. old. That grumpy, but whatever, uh, just this interesting character that is able to wield these different magic systems to great effect and if you want kind of an elevator pitch my favorite part of it is um many fairies that are highly motivated by pizza that come in clutch at the most unlikely of times so that is one of my favorite one of my highlights of dresden to 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 the rescue <laughs> so okay so i got library i got dresden and it's been a while since i read these but i really really appreciated the perfect combination between hard and soft in the realm of the elderling trilogy that we talked about earlier by robin hobb hmm. realm of the elderlings not a trilogy oh. refers to okay, all sorry. the books but you're talking about just the first trilogy, first trilogy. i'm assuming that's what <laughs> yeah, you've read that's what that's what i read and it's actually one of the first fantasy books or, that i read and it just it was really cool to me i, I can't i can't remember specifics of it too much but I, I don't know. It still sticks with me. Uh, these kind of the skill, yeah, the skill, and kind of like the skill and the wit, right? Uh -huh. So I don't know. That's kind of that's that's gonna be my top three right now. Stealing, stealing some big ones. I tried to steal the biggest, but I feel like I was shot down pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, vetoed on that one. <laughs> Ryan, let's hear your three. All right, my number one is going to be. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Stay tuned for my number one. <laughs> Coming up on Ryan's. <laughs> my number three is going to be the Powder Mage. Uh, what? How cool is it that people can snort gunpowder and get stronger? I mean, that, all the cocaine magic. The, the cocaine magic uh -huh. system. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And then you also have um, the other uh, magic that you're more used to with uh, the privileged. The privileged. the privileged yeah they, they kind of have a more traditional form of magic and then you even there's even some people who have blood magic 
which is also dragon man pretty cool so <laughs> yeah. there's there's a few different forms of magic but definitely the, the powder mage magic is the most unique and my, probably my favorite from that book and it, it's part of the reason why i enjoy those books so much uh for my number two pick I am going to have to go with uh, the realm of the elderlings as well, but specifically um, I really like the concept of the memory stone and being able to uh, uh-huh. kind of sculpt something out of the memory stone and then storing memories inside of it and almost reincarnating. It's an interesting form of reincarnation, I guess. And for my number one pick, it is going to go to drumroll, Warbreaker. It had to, I, I mean, there are so many good Cosmere, pretty much every Cosmere magic system could be in this list. But I think my favorite has got to be Warbreaker in which uh, it's it's an interesting take on investiture. It's almost like, you have a soul and you can use that soul to animate items and then you can collect other people's souls, but it's called breaths. And, uh, and then it gets more complicated as you go on with, with different levels of biological entities. And uh, we get one of our favorite characters from it, uh, Nightblood in the Cosmere. And, it's starting to tie into Stormlight as well. So it, it's mm-hmm. just, I think it's my favorite Cosmere magic system. And we actually haven't seen that much of it with Warbreaker um, being the only novel. There's all, there's Emperor's Soul, which is a novella, but. I think, I think well, that was in. That's yeah. in Cell. That's in Elantris world. Okay. All right. Scratch that. Correct me if I'm wrong too. How dare you? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Sanderson has said that this book is supposed to be like the unofficial prequel to Stormlight. Yeah. I haven't heard that. Well, I may. I, is it going to be like a prequel trilogy? Because isn't he working on Warbreaker? Yeah, he, two? Warbreaker he wants to do Warbreaker 2 eventually. But he said that would have to come after. Was it all of Stormlight or just Stormlight uh, Era 1? Yeah, I don't remember. But was that for just for business reasons or for i think story reasons i think for continuity reasons yeah i think i believe ben's right ben i think you're right on the prequel yeah i said that before yeah ryan you stole two of mine i had warbreaker as number one and powder mage as number two so i'll have great minds think alike (laughs) and i guess it's up to you to decide if you want your entry to be the book or the series except for the cosmere uh, or if you want it to be like a specific type of magic within, like you, there's a few in Powder Mage, so you could have just chosen yeah. one, but like like you did with the the memory stones. So up to you. Yeah, I guess I would just I'll just for the sake of simplicity, just pick the um, the Powder Mage magic from the Powder Mage trilogy. Okay. But anyways, th- those are my top three: um, Powder Mage, Memory Stone, and the Warbreaker. Nice. Uh, breath breath magic system all right can i go next or jake do you want do you no, need some ahead. time to figure it out uh, i mean i've got some Let's go, Josh. i got some replacements but you go okay <laughs> so my number three and it's been a while since i've read this book but is alice in wonderland <laughs> um josh coming high 
just like the absurd absurdist magic in that book is really cool it does whimsy and absurdism in like really interesting ways and you never quite know what's going to happen you got people like changing sizes you got i i don't know it's a really cool um place and it's a really cool uh, idea of how magic could affect like your perceptions and both your perceptions on like the magical world and then your how you what happens like if you were to think about going back to the real world I mean, maybe that's where the shard of whimsy settled. <laughs> I'd like to see on like Wolfram Alpha or something, the usage of whimsy since, <laughs> since Brandon announced that's the, the name of a shard. Okay, that, like, this, is is that this is getting into spoilers. This is getting into spoilers for... It's the name of a shard. We are, are we depriving people of reading, of freaking out, geeking out when they read that in, in Rhythm War? That's all I'm saying. Number two, I'm going to have to say Harry Potter. And I know I'm going to get a lot of like side eye for Harry Potter because like the magic is kind of just like spells, right? That like uh, JK Rowling came up with uh-huh. um, whenever she needed a spell to do something, she came up with a spell to do it or a potion to do it. Or like, And it was cool for that book. And then they forgot about yeah, it. <laughs> or, or like a new type of magic, like love magic to save Harry but what is that? Oh, Harry was saved by the. Uh, Harry's oh, mother, oh, okay. For some by. reason, I was thinking of like, okay, I was going into some fan fiction scenario <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, well, my bad. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Phantology after dark. <laughs> yeah. But having said that, I think it was really cool that um, she crafted this whole world around the use of this magic. And the world, while there are like the world building in Harry Potter is not perfect, I think that the way that magic is interwoven in that world is really cool. Um, and again, sometimes it's just for convenience and it's not like a super hard magic system, but it is cool. And I did love it. And it's what sparked what what is one of the things that sparked my love in uh, fantasy okay. reading. Respectable. So, sure. Yes. Uh, another weird one for my number one. But we talked about WandaVision at the beginning of this episode. And I'm going to have to say, I mean, there's debate about whether it's magic or science in the MCU, but I'm just classifying it as magic in the MCU for this discussion. because So I you're think just taking superheroes? Just, well, specifically within the MCU. <laughs> okay. Kind of like I can't I'm use doing the kind of what, <laughs> You can't use the MCU. <laughs> He's not using all of the MCU, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm using all the MCU. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, it was a good idea. You, you got to say Scarlet Witch's magic. No, I wasn't really saying Scarlet Witch. Like Doctor if I had Strange? to, spit, if I had to pick one, I would pick Doctor Strange. But just the way that, like, all like you start with Iron Man. I think Infin- just say Infinity Doctor Strange. Stones is definitely magic. Come on. You can't. You... Yeah. 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 Okay. Kind of. Yeah, but it's like that, supposedly yeah. that they were formed at the beginning of the creation of the universe. Also, Iron Man doesn't have magic. I know. That's what I'm saying. So you start off like the MCU with this really like small scale, like magic or not, not magical at all. I mean, borderline magic because like there's no way that like the yeah. physics would really allow for a suit. But but we'll just say not. Or the, the element he comes up with. Yeah, or he comes uh-huh. up with a new element. Okay, so, but kind of, like, it's pretty grounded in, like, realism. And then you go into, like, Captain America, which is which is a little bit more, like, magical. Like, he supposedly survives in, like, you know, frozen sleep for 
decades or whatever and then comes back but sure but it, it does get a little bit more magical and he can boomerang his shield which doesn't really make sense but he can because okay we got it we got it josh we got to move on here we, we, we got forward. seven more minutes i know i know but you fast forward into the ending of the mcu when you got freaking thanos with all his infinity stones you got freaking dr strange with all his time magic you got like the you got like all these different magical things going on you got peter dinklage up like shooting a star out of like Thor's <laughs> hammer you just got all these things going on and it's really cool i think it deserves to be mentioned in our magic systems okay there yeah, you go. i i think that you're talking about tall Tyrion lannister <laughs> yeah conda forever <laughs> Yeah, you got Black Panther. Okay, so fine. If I had to pick one, I'm picking Doctor Strange, but MCU. So you can do that with that one, you will. Ben, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do with that. In in place for that. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll go next. I'll be quick. Um, I tried to just come up with ones that um, I didn't think anyone would do, and I thought no one would think Warbreaker. It's it's like one of my favorite um, Cosmere books, but Ryan took that one. So I'll start with my number three being um, The Magic in the Bartimaeus trilogy, if you guys have read that. It's, it's definitely more YA, um, but the magic revolves around summoning demons to do your magical bidding. And there's kind of this hard element of doing the research to know like what kind of summoning circle you need to do and the right sort of like preparation to bind them to do the kind of tasks you want to do. Okay. And then there's, there's a little more, um, there's other ma- magical elements that come into play. I really like that one. Um, number two, um, I'll say The Name of the Wind. It has, similar to Powder Mage, it has ah, a lot of- I wanted Name of the Wind. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to do it, except I already had two <laughs> stolen from me. <laughs> I, the naming is really cool. I think Sympathy is, is one of the coolest. I know it's kind of like a, an archetype of magic, but I- I think it's so well um, realized in the name of the wind series. Sympathy is a chronicles. real thing. I'm, I'm still waiting to be proven wrong. Still trying to, you know, split my <laughs> mind into enough pieces and speak the words of binding and actually do it. But I'm pretty convinced you could do it. I also really love the, the do they call them runes in? Um, the syllogery? Sil- sil- yeah, yeah, whatever that, yeah. Sigildry. Sigildry. I think that's really cool too. I like how there's like a mathematical element to it. Uh huh. He said there's six known types of magic and there's two more that he hasn't even thrown in there yet in the series. So eight total. Rothfuss has, yeah. Eight total. How much more like 13 or something? Uh, I mean, according to my wiki search before, because I was going to say that it said eight, but uh, I bet one of the unknown ones is sex magic. (laughs) Well, apparently, that's that's a known one now. Yeah. Thanks, Valerian. No, I, I definitely some Fey. You know, there's the Grammaray and the Glamoray. Mm-hmm. I think th- just the the magic, the way it's realized in Kingkiller Chronicles is really good. How it's like really mystical, but some people have started to kind of make a science out of it in some aspects, but in other aspects, mm-hmm. it's just completely unknown and kind of untamable. And then number one, just for the like the more spooky feel to it. I really like the magic in um, Shadows for Silence in the Forests of Hell. I like the, I don't know, it's just so like kind of creepy and spooky, all this magic used to defend yourself from these shades, which are basically um, spirits. I think that's really cool. This is the Sanderson novella for those who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. On Threnody. Yeah. Threnody, yes. Okay, the shard world there. Um, 
so I have a few that are remaining, I guess. You took my name of the wind one, Sorry, which yeah, my favorite book. So I, I was definitely going to do that. No one's, <laughs> no, no one's done stormlight. So uh, someone's got to do stormlight. Stormlight's awesome. The, the night's radiant, yeah. the 10 orders, all of the really order is. there. I'm, I'm such a type a person. So I just love how it's all symmetrical. And it fulfills like that power fantasy, the stormlight abilities are so powerful and so yeah. cool that way. If I had to go specifically, I'm going else caller because that's what the official quiz said I was. And it's awesome. It's official. And, and Jasna. Yeah. Or Yasna, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if, if we go past Stormlight, I'm sticking with Sanderson because the, I think the Mistborn series needs to be highlighted as well. I'm going to take uh, Farukami over Alamancy. Just because Sazed is cool, and I like the idea of being able to store attributes like in objects and recall it later. And if you can deprive yourself of something, you can store it in a metal mind and then use it later. Anyway, it's it's very imaginative, as Sanderson's magic always is. So uh, I guess I'm going with two Sandersons to start off, and I'll maybe do a somewhat of a third Sanderson. I'm going to go with the Wheel of Time magic, Jake. I can't believe you didn't. You I was trying to go, go there. I, I do really like it, but it's kind of it's not as unique anymore. And also, I was trying to go with more more lesser known magic. Yeah. yeah, you guys, you guys were all trying to be too hipster. I can just swoop in and take the big guns. <laughs> and obviously, this is not Sanderson's magic system. This is Robert Jordan's magic system. I just mentioned because he finished the series, but the you know the soft part of it, the hard part of it. Um, the way that it all blends together and, and the magic users and uh, the different strengths between men and women and just how it's shaped the entire world. Uh, I, it's a great way to use magic. And, yeah. yeah. It's so well, again, super detailed and nuanced in how the world building, like it, it infuses every aspect of it. Can we do like a lightning round of honorable mentions? All right, real quick. I like, Lycanius was awesome. I think that deserves to be highlighted as a as a cool magic system. Okay. Canis was cool. Um, the the fire magic from the blade itself, tucking fire under your tongue for future use. Uh, let it go. Let it go. Jake. That future use is never used. There's some good magic in uh... um, Emperor Emperor's Soul. That's really good. The stamps. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's some good magic in Rage of Dragons. There's uh, some some gifted and also the whole idea of the going into the underworld and that how that works out. Thank you, Ryan. Um, a song of a song of ice and fire does the soft magic system so well, where it's just this awesome power that you kind of get a feel for what it can do, but also you you're never sure the cost and like the unintended consequences of it. Same thing if we're using uh, soft magic system, Lord of the Rings, kind of granddaddy, pretty great. And Poppy War. Ben and I just finished Poppy War. There's some pretty yeah, dang Pop- powerful soft magic there. Dang, I'm sorry. Poppy War was what I was trying to remember because I wanted to mention it. So that was my original yeah. purpose of proposing the lightning round. Thanks for reminding me. So. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I kind of mentioned this for my reading list, but the, the book I'm reading by Benny Hendricks called Orluvalk or something like that. Can't don't know how to pronounce it. Uh-huh. It has some really cool... Um, like this candle magic and horn magic, like horn from narwhals. narwhals. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of kind of reminiscent of Powder Mage thus far. 
And Shadowless, the book that I just reviewed with Randall McNally also has a lot, a lot of magic. That's a fun one. Cool. So now we want to hear, listeners, we want to hear your entries to the top three competition. We'll do this throughout March. I'll post a video on Twitter inviting you to submit your entries. Fabulous prizes for the winner in the form of a hardback copy of Shadowless by Randall McNally, which uh, my interview with him will be up soon. Any last words, guys? Just, I feel like it shows kind of the creativity of the genre, these magic systems. Because, I mean, I feel like I try and think of unique magic systems and I'm like, man, these all suck. And then you read a new story and it's like so unique and awesome. It's like they've all been taken until you pick up that next book and there's a new one. Also, yeah. magic is like really hard to write. We, we have a little project that we've been working on and I always thought magic would be the easy part. No, magic is so dang hard to write. <laughs> right. Well, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. You really got to plan it out. Exactly. Know exactly how it's going to work before they start flinging it around. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening to another episode of Phantology. If you want to see more episodes, you can do that at www.phantologybooks.com. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ontology underscore books. If you want to talk to us more, you can join our Discord. Invites are on the episode description links and on our website and everywhere that you see. Phantology, we'd love to have you come on and chat with us and let us know what your magic systems are and what mistakes we make because uh, we do do that every now and then. All right. Thanks, guys. See you guys this later. This is the Wet Blanket signing off.